नमस्ते सो वी आर विद लेटर्स ऑन योगा कलेक्टेड वर्क्स ऑफ शिवरबिंदो वॉल्यूम 29, विच फॉर्म्स लेटर्स ऑन योगा पार्ट टू एंड दिस पार्ट डील्स विद थ्री मेन बिग टाइटल्स बिग पार्ट्स देन देर सेवरल सेक्शंस इन ईच पार्ट वील रीड थ्रू देम so the three main parts are the path of the integral yoga meaning thereby what is the aim the objective the goal then there is another part which is the synthetic method of the integral yoga which deals with uh, how this integral yoga combines uh, the essence of different systems and then section 3 is the integral yoga and the other spiritual paths so as we said these letters were written over a long period of time and one third of these letters do not appear in sabcl so as i said uh, letters on yoga uh, one must read only from i mean preferably from collected works of shirbindo of course uh, there was a big advantage of sabcl for some reason there was a kind of connectivity at least to me personally and many others and that's probably because uh, well one the way it was brought out was something amazing the mother in 1972 this edition had come out and the mother herself uh, had uh, in a way she was presiding over giving of this uh, books so it had a very special feel but then well um, many more letters were discovered subsequently and so in the fitness of things it's quite natural that many letters have been added sometimes questions have been added so for those who think shorbindo is difficult some people say very difficult some say even impossible to read please read through letters on yoga there are four volumes of letters on yoga plus Uh, on the mother plus shorbindo on himself so if we take it like six volumes i am for the moment leaving out letters on poetry and art so these six or seven volume just of letters in yoga and everything that we need to understand about uh, what shorbindo is saying uh, all the different uh, what we call as the philosophical background the metaphysical background the terms the terminologies and the practice of the integral yoga integral yoga visab is other paths the experiences and realizations of this yoga the what transformation means the difficulties the obstacles the helping forces and finally the entire uh, road map with every little detail is there so uh, reading the major works without reading letters on yoga is much like somebody who has um, who has a road map in his hands you know but i never really visited uh, the spots where the road map is meant to take you and very often people who only read the major works and do not read letters on yoga uh, find it very difficult to really uh, get to the practice of course uh, nothing can be absolute there are some who just open to the mother so that overrides everything else if you open to mother shorbindo then <laughs> you have gone beyond uh, the need of scripture and yet the scripture these letters are helpful because there are always some dilemma some questions some understanding or misunderstanding and these letters clarify a lot and that's what we are going to see today so uh, without uh, spending much time i'll quickly read through some of the titles part 1 the path of the integral yoga it contains section 1 is path and the goal then section 2 is basic requisites of the path it includes topics like the call and the capacity qualities needed for sadhana 
then purification sincerity aspiration rejection surrender faith uh, all kinds of letters which uh, give us an understanding of what really these things are how to practice what is surrender what is the difference between dynamic surrender and tamasic surrender what is central surrender what is detailed surrender everything and very very practically and not only they show us the path because they are shurbindu letters born from the zone tapasya they they are very inspiring we'll take a sample as we go by uh, vigilance patience and section 3 is the foundations of the sadhana which includes peace equality silence and section 4 the divine response the grace and guidance the divine force guru this was part 1 then part 2 is the synthetic method methods of the integral yoga which includes central processes sadhana through work meditation bhakti all of that we'll find here and practical problems in concerns in work which include things like rules discipline rhythm order problems with uh, people like for instance shubhendu gives a detailed guidance how we should avoid harshness severity anger when there is a conflict when there is a issue with somebody else when there are differences of opinion every as i said every small little detail he has mapped out so nothing really is left unsaid in fact there is much more that has been said judging others harshness criticism so everything has been said that ever can be said by anyone with regard to yoga i can say this with uh, you know fair degree of certitude i have read books of yoga which give guidance for instance there are books will teach you about meditation there are books will teach you about the basics of karma yoga there are books which will tell you about bhakti but then yoga is in real time it's not a book journey it's a real journey so in real journey many situations may come up and how are we to deal with it now there are some summary statements okay keep your ego in the background what does it really mean is self respect ego or not does it mean that because we are supposed to transcend ego should i not care about self respect so all these small little details as i said every possible detail for instance then of course uh, working with subordinates and superiors how are we to deal with them and these letters as i said not only in sadhana many of them like equality is something which is required even in normal life so how to practice equanimity when our superiors um, deal with us in one way how are we supposed to respond when the subordinates are there and they are not listening or not working according to what my expectations are how are we to respond then compliments and criticisms <laughs> so dealing with physical things so we can imagine on every sphere okay i don't know whether i am being a good salesman or not but well concentration and meditation just imagine people say how to meditate how to concentrate in this yoga uh, sometimes you feel that please refer to section 3 of part 2 of letters on yoga second volume and i'll tell you just how many pages this whole thing runs into from page 297 to 319 20 so which means 23 pages on different aspects of meditation followed by mantra and japa so almost 30 32 pages 
on techniques of meditation, process of meditation, the difficulties of meditation, the obstacles of meditation, the best idea to meditate upon, everything is there. So, postures for concentration, regularity, length and other conditions, surface thoughts and imaginations, relaxation and concentration, so inertia, laziness, tiredness, meditation, sleep and samadhi, all that is there. Then we have section 4, sadhana through love and devotion. And part 3 is integral yoga and the spiritual paths. So, uh, which includes asceticism, realistic advaita, transformation in the integral yoga, what is meant by transformation. Um, then old spiritual paths and the integral yoga, which includes uh, understanding the Vedas and the Upanishads, Jainism, Buddhism, Sankhya, Yoga, Bhagavad Gita, Advaita of Shankaracharya, Tantra, Bhakti Yoga and Vaishnavism, the teachings of some modern yogis, Raman Maharishi, Swami Ramtirth, Swami Ramdas, Christianity and Theosophy, Visa Vista Integral Yoga. So I suppose this is uh, more than enough and very simple language, very direct. Why? Because this is a, uh, he is addressing to persons. So it's, it has a very personal feel. Many times we will read things like, as I told you, now you know it, it is so sweet. When you read the live divine, it's like uh, a cosmic guide <laughs> is taking you through the mountain. But here is a personal guide who is taking you, holding your hand. I don't go this side. There may be a, you know, um, you may slip or, you know, take to this road. This is a better road. And this road will appear like that. But basically, it is a longer road, whereas this one is a bit shorter. But I'll show you how to reach. So all that is there. And so much more. So let me not, uh, um, you know, spend more time in this aspect. Let me straight away come to reading some of the letters. As I said, it's very difficult to make a selection. This is just, uh, as we know, Charnamrit, you just have a little little bit of, in in that used to be Yachmani, where you took a little bit and shared it with everyone. But one should, this only so that we go back to the original letters and read them. And as many times we read it, uh, as I said, this is, if, if the major works are like special brands of divine wine, each is a brand. So letters on yoga are like a divine cocktail, where all the rasas of the divine wine, somras in different uh, categories are brought together. And mixed together in a wonderful way. So this, you know, I am saying because so many people I have met. Plenty. And they all speak about the life divine, the synthesis of yoga. Some speak about Savitri. And very few have really ventured into letters on yoga, which are the books to be read. If one wants to practice the yoga. If one just wants to give a talk in seminars from the life divine, that's okay. But these are the letters which really show us how to practice. And when we read all of them, not one letter, not a quote as comes on WhatsApp, then we know the entire drift. So let's start with the first reason for seeking the spiritual truth. To find the divine is indeed the first reason for seeking the spiritual truth and the spiritual life. It is the one thing indispensable And all the rest 
is nothing without it. Very simple, straight, direct. All this talk about superman, supramental, and sometimes of physical transformation has no meaning if we have not found the divine. As simple as that. The divine once found, there are several paths through which one finds. But in this yoga, the path also is different. The reason is because we have to manifest the divine. So there are paths which are exclusive in nature, where you abandon the world and find the divine. There are paths, valid paths. And uh, the problem is when we find, because we have abandoned the world, the world, uh, you know, because regarding it as a snare, we have taken to an ascetic approach, then it becomes very difficult to return back and manifest and work on this field. It's like you have heard Shiva, seen his, uh, you know, Tandav, but you have never learned how to even move your legs. So while you have the vision, you cannot really dance even one step because you have abandoned all this to really witness that dance. So second, the divine ones found to manifest him. So how to manifest? That is first of all to transform one's own limited consciousness into the divine consciousness. It has to open to infinity and to the liberating and transformative action of the grace. Without that, all talk about manifestation. Uh, why? Because many times we rush into doing things. Uh, often people say doing mother's work, but the first thing to realize in doing her work is that we are not the doers. <laughs> so if this thought is there, I am doing mother's work, I am mother's instrument. If you go through this process, you will understand that it is just not possible that Somebody will do mother's work. Mother will do her own work. What we have to do is just to remain open and not obstruct the working. So, this is the second aspect. The divine once found to manifest him. To live in the infinite peace, light, love, strength, bliss. To become first that in one's essential nature. Outer nature will be transformed later. Even inner being Sometimes it will fluctuate. But fundamentally it should be established. So outer nature, surface movements, they are the last to be transformed. Habitual things. But in essential nature. And as a consequence, to be its vessel, channel, instrument in one's active nature. So these are the three steps. Finding the divine by various means as he will reveal to us. And then to manifest him first in one's own life, to gather the wealth of the spirit, Sri Ramakrishna used to tell when some of the disciples were over eager to talk about him. And they said, Pahle jama kiya aur kharcha karne chala. You have not <laughs> gathered the treasures. So first we must gather the treasures of the spirit. By whatever means, that's told later. And these treasures once gathered, then we have to become a channel. The divine will use us to pour himself where the spirit bloweth where it listeth. So this, these are the three steps. Then this is part of the, uh, I think this was um, part of the letter either written to Maharani or Baroda, most likely or to um, this lady Woodrow Whistler's daughter Nistha, one of them. So you have asked what is the discipline to be followed in order to convert the mental seeking into a living spiritual experience. So one thing is very clear, mere mental seeking, admiration for uh, the teacher, the writing, oh they are wow, they are so wonderful is not enough. So he says how to convert it into a living spiritual experience. 
the first necessity is the practice of concentration of your consciousness within itself within yourself and there he says that there are two centers the heart and the head and actually the head center should open the above head center so the consciousness one by habit by practice and somebody asked shrivindo that i find it difficult to do it so he, he said practice so he said i am trying to practice but still i am not able to do it so shrivindo wrote back practice more and more <laughs> so ultimately these things come by practice there is no simple that today i sat and it didn't happen two months two years depending on a past preparation but one has to learn to uh, focus the consciousness within so let's see what are some of the sutras of this yoga which shrivindo reveals through these letters people often ask uh, what are the practices in this yoga uh, how to meditate what should we do because uh, unfortunately we have this idea of thinking yoga equivalent to meditation meditation equal to closing eyes and sitting in a posture and uh, this idea that yoga or spiritual life is antagonized to material life so invariably there is the idea of the asceticism that you withdraw from life if you are in life if you have uh, let's say family child you are in a job then this yoga is not for you uh, or rather yoga is not for you whereas shobindo in thoughts and aphorisms give examples of rishi janak and many others who lived in life and our own yog yogeshwar shri krishna shobindo himself shobindo and the mother both lived in life not only lived in life but in the most difficult of situations and circumstances so uh, yoga much more than outer conditions is about inner aspiration and inner truth so we have these uh, long letters i'm just reading a little portion this yoga is not a yoga world shunning asceticism so when people come to the ashram some people think going to ashram means you have taken sanyas Uh, once there was a very strange uh, story about um, i think people know about vimal tai uh, who was very sweet uh, with a sweet bird like voice and uh, when she left her body then some small amount in her uh, fd at some point of time now somebody came to claim but the problem is that technically if you join an ashram as per law you are a sanyasi so it was very difficult to explain that well in this ashram there is nothing like sanyasi but nevertheless the rules don't operate like that so according to the rules you are a sanyasi but if you look at this ashram which is so different from any other ashram in the sense i have been to several ashrams you will see meditation halls you will see bhojan bhandar you know where you can have food and little bit of maybe you know um, physical exercise that too is not very common these are the two main things a prayer hall a meditation hall and you have sometimes a library and uh, the the for food for sustenance uh, but here you have so many the entire life is represented here including you have uh, an activity where people are uh, creating products selling it dairy you have uh, school big educational facility and on a completely new grounds you have a nursing home which is supposed to run at least on a new vision of health and healing you have of course the dining room is here we are we are again it's not just about uh, eating but about a 
new way of uh, approaching the whole idea of food the mother's consciousness in it and you know how we should be when we are eating what should be the atmosphere how it is cooked all these things are important before serving they will all stay quiet and do meditation then of course we have printing press we have the agarbatti section we have many of the handicraft which are uh, made by the ashram in different department we have painting music classes art dance i mean name it and it's there even scientific uh, things uh in the ashram school uh, there is a five year course which is accepted as officially as an engineering um, equivalent to btech and um, i mean people are teaching this ashram was pioneer in the solar project and now of course windmill which is oroville but and if you go to oroville many more activities which is branching out of this so we can imagine that the number creative ideas new ideas which have come out from this place so um, this yoga is not a yoga of world shining asceticism but of divine life sports sports facility not just for physical exercise if you really see the sports facility swimming pool and uh, people are amazed that um, you won't have an official meditation room here as i said because all life is yoga this yoga is not a yoga world shining asceticism it's a different thing that inside we should be free from either indulgences or from that attachment to material things so we should not be hankering after them if they are there use them rightly divinely if they are not there don't hanker after them but asceticism makes almost a fetish of forcefully staying away from the objects your object on the other hand your is to somebody so as i said you will see very personal touch in it your object on the other hand can only be gained by entering into samadhi and seizing in it from all connection with world existence somebody may have asked this question related to that well i don't want uh, this life and i want uh, to be freed escape from this life jagat janjal the world wide web www and he must have said that you can know only by entering into samadhi and so in the same letter he says the way of yoga followed here as a different purpose from others for its aim is not only to rise out of the ordinary ignorant world consciousness into the divine consciousness but to bring the supramental power of that divine consciousness down into the ignorance of mind life and body to transform them to manifest the divine here so as we have read earlier to find the divine and then to manifest the divine that's why transformation is required because even if we find the divine the instruments are not ready that's why we see that shri ramakrishna says that i was waiting for you when swami vivekananda then narendra comes and he is wondering why he is waiting for me because he says you are my shakti he has the knowledge but to express he needs a mind which is powerful intellect which is sharp and that's what swami vivekananda was there for so every sphere that manifestation is the important part in this yoga so how does the sadhana of this yoga proceed shri bindu says that it is the most difficult if you see the aim and the easiest of all if you see the method so what is the method here the sadhana of this yoga does not proceed through any set mental teaching or prescribed forms of meditation mantras or others so then how does it proceed but by aspiration 
बाई ए सेल्फ कंसेंट्रेशन इनवर्ड्स और अपवर्ड्स बाई सेल्फ ओपनिंग टू एन इंफ्लुएंस मार्क द वर्ड्स to the divine power above us and its workings to the divine presence in the heart and by the rejection of all that is foreign to these things what is foreign to these things are ego desire ambitions the sexual impulse all those things that fear most of all the biggest impurity which bind us it is only by faith aspiration and surrender that this self opening can come see mark the words nowhere he says that in in this part that it's only if you as a living guru you turn to me he is not saying that he is not putting a condition that you have to live here to do this yoga he is not putting this condition that if you have been born and you have grown up here and studied in the ashram school therefore yoga is done for you none of these things whether we are here there studied here or elsewhere yoga is an inner effort towards finding the divine and if we don't do that inner effort even if god is standing before us all the time in human form or this subtle form we won't be able to recognize him that's what we see shri krishna is there but there are so many who cannot recognize him so how to do it he says it's not by prescribed forms of meditation so all those who are teaching shrabinda yoga in the name of this is the method of meditation and uh, we should be careful that well nothing wrong in learning if one wants to learn but what shrabinda has written about it mantras or others nobody gives any mantra in this yoga so mantra if it has to come he says it will spring up from within so what is required is self concentration inwards or upwards whether we are sitting standing walking studying everything we should be concentrated where by self opening to an influence very wonderful divine influence to the divine power above us and its workings to the divine presence in the heart and by the rejection of all that is foreign to these things it is only by faith aspiration and surrender that this self opening can come so we have to increase the faith if we don't have faith somebody asked mother how to have faith she say ask for it instead of asking 101 things be in the company of those who have faith read the books which will inspire us like that mother and shubhendra's works so this is the way to increase faith faith cannot be increased by uh, mental analysis and argument that he has uh, i think previous time we had read that you cannot uh, solve doubt by 100000 arguments because the mind will always find some other justification aspiration and surrender then uh, shubhendra has spoken about superman he has spoken about supramental being so there are people who are drawn by this idea and at one place see what happens asura particularly is very much attracted he doesn't want to give himself i'll become superman i'll have more power aggrandizement so people come drawn sometime by that idea so shubhendra says to come to this yoga merely with the idea of being a superman would be an act of vital egoism which would defeat its own object when we read shubhendra's essay on the superman he says superman is full of humility superman is not aggrandized ego with huge capacities like the titan of course a yogi will have capacities but he is not going to display them show them off 
or you know say that I am I have these things and those things. So that's what a superman makes himself the slave of all because he sees the divine in all beings. That's how Shivendra speaks of the superman. He gives plenty. He's like the cow of plenty, giving to all because he's receiving from an infinite source. Those who put this object in the front of their preoccupations invariably come to grief. So why? Because it's ego, which is masquerading. And again, then what is the logic of supramental transformation? Precisely because it is through the transformation that the fullness of the divine manifestation is possible. That is the only logic. Because if the organs, the instruments are not transformed, then even if inwardly you are in a very high state of consciousness, even the highest, still they will limit. Because inwardly one may be trigunatit, and yet one with the divine, yet the instruments will not allow. The, the natural expressions will be limited. So he says that if they take that, they come to grief spiritually and otherwise. The aim of this yoga is first to enter into the divine consciousness by merging into it the separative ego. So, and he says, incidentally when we do it, we find the true self. So they two don't stay together. This of course well known in ancient yoga that um, the ego and the divine. Uh, why? Because it's like if light is there, darkness can't stay. <laughs> Shadow is dissolved. <laughs> you can't have the two together. In front of light, shadowed of, of darkness dissolves. So, secondly, to bring down the supramental consciousness on earth to transform mind, life and body. This is written before the supramental manifestation took place. Now that part has been done, it's already active and operative upon earth. So, many of these letters have also been to be seen in that context. That these are written, all letters of Sri are written before the supramental manifestation. Now, because it is manifested, things have become lot, lot more easy. Finding the psychic being has become easier. Transformation process, opening has become much more easier and universal. All else can be only a result of these two aims, not the primary object of the yoga. Oh, another one. So there is, often you will see some people, they believe they can shut themselves because they read your window's life. So if they shut themselves in a room, some even think that they will wear a dhoti and go bare body. I actually, I am not joking. I have seen people uh, and they can, you know, stand like that and uh, they are um, great yogis and sadhaks. So, Shubhindu's letter. This, I have used a word for this imitative spirituality. So it doesn't <laughs> lead us anywhere. <laughs> and for this, there is a very interesting story in the Bhagavad. And that is the story of Pondrak Vasudev, who uh, somehow attaches two arms and has a vahana like Garuda. Uh, I don't know how he manages, even Sudarsan Chakra type of thing he manages. And then Sri Krishna has to cut and cut off his arms, come and cut off his two arms and destroy that whole bubble. And people started believing he is God, that he is the original one. So this is where he cautions us. That you must get out of certain wrong ideas that you have about yoga. Number one, the object of yoga is not to become like Sri Aurobindo or the mother. 
लेट देर बी ओनली वन शुरबिंदो होम वी कैन वर्शिप टू अर हार्ट कंटेंट एडोर एंड गिव अवर सेल्स लेट देर बी ओनली वन मदर एंड शुरबिंदो लेट यू नो वाई बिकॉज सी देर आर पीपल हुन यूल बी सरप्राइज देर आर मूवमेंट देर आर पीपल हुव डिक्लेयर दैट आई एम मदर मीरा एंड देर आर सेंटर्स एंड मूवमेंट्स अराउंड दैम so somebody had even sent me one of the videos and asked my opinion i said no opinion <laughs> what your opinion you want on this and what the person is saying uh, you know lot of philanthropy and all these activity usual stuff going on so again someone asked that you know philanthropy and all why it is not done in the ashram because the aim of yoga is union with the divine philanthropy has its place but yoga has nothing to do with it yoga is not about service to human yoga is about service to the divine and the highest service to human is to awaken him to the divine consciousness that's why even today somebody was talking about religion and this religion they are feeding so many poor people building free hospitals i said religion is not meant to do these things there are people who don't even believe in god who do this religion is meant to take you to the doorsteps of the spirit and to make your life as uplifted as possible in every sphere that's what dharma is about so these ideas which we have borrowed from the western contextual you know in indian thought these things were not there dharma was meant to take you individually of course you can feed the poor nothing wrong with it but to make it a fetish and make it appear synonymous with spiritual life that's where we should understand that uh, it's not that so object is not to become like shurbindo or the mother those who cherish this idea easily come to the further idea that they can become their equals and even greater this is only to feed the ego and i have actually met people even they put names like that that you know somebody is savitri somebody is something 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 and you know they gullible people who are drawn then number 2 the object of yoga is not to get power or to be more powerful than others or to have great siddhis or to do great or wonderful or miraculous things so sometimes people ask this also okay you are engaged in yoga what powers do you have i said the 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 best thing that one has realized is that one has no powers all powers belong to the one so it's a bit mystic sentence very difficult to <laughs> understand i said when you realize you have no power of your own all power belongs to the one there is nothing like personal power when you understand it that means you are on the right track just as you know when you become humble you know that you know nothing then you have the knowledge that's how the isha upanishad puts it number 3 the object of yoga is not to be a great yogi or a superman so when people come looking for we want to meet some great yogi and you say there is none so they don't understand it <laughs> so whom do you find here children of the divine mother oh children <laughs> child of the divine mother is something beyond what one can imagine <laughs> so he says this is an egoistic way of taking the yoga and can lead to no good avoid it altogether number 4 to talk about the supramental and think of bringing down in yourself is the most dangerous of all so you see this also happening we don't need mother and shrivindo super mind is here we can directly manage it or will also people lot of people have these kind of conceptions huh why so i asked them why why do you have this problem basically 
it's the ego because it does not want to surrender to the mother because if the moment you admit no no it is through surrender to the mother then ego stands in between so you say no no we don't need super mind is there we can directly engage with the yoga and shobindra is reminding it's a very dangerous thing what it can take it is the most dangerous of all it may bring an entire megalomania and loss of balance so i have met people like that and uh, because after that the next step is they come <laughs> and meet me so one of them he believed that he is supreme so when the poor son told me this is the problem i just see i <laughs> he has to come to meet <laughs> finally came so i said दवाई वाई लेंगे नहीं मैं तो सुप्रीम हूं <laughs> मैंने कहा ठीक है बी सुप्रीम बट डोंट क्रिएट प्रॉब्लम विद दिस क्रिएशन एज लॉन्ग एज यू आर सुप्रीम इन योर ओन बिलीफ इट्स ओके एवरीबडी सुप्रीम माम ब्रह्मास्मी शब्द स्पोक अबाउट इवन दिस मंत्रा दैट इफ यू दिस वाई ही डिड नॉट रिकमेंड दिस दैट बिकॉज इट कैन इजली लीड टू दैट काइंड ऑफ इगोइजम दैट्स वॉट हैपन टू यू नो रावण so what the sadhak has to seek is the full opening to the divine the psychic change of his consciousness the spiritual change of that change of consciousness and here comes the criteria who is really on to the path and this criteria is inside but still you can get a glimpse of that change of consciousness selflessness desirelessness i want this even that you know i have to write a big book and i uh, can you help me in publishing it all this is all nothing but ego aggrandizing itself if something has to happen the divine mother will do it that's all that should be the end of the story because people have asked this that you know how did you get your 10 books published i said i have no clue because none of them i got published the moment you have this or oh, this is my book you take i'm saying in this context but in every context i my minus minus should become minus so selflessness desirelessness humility the more one ascends the more one realizes one is nothing this comes automatically it's not something artificial and it has nothing to do with humility before others sir i am nothing inside you are saying jante nahi ho mujhe that is no meaning because with the world you have to deal with it on its own equal footing but before the divine i am nothing without the divine one is nothing one reaches that state and must reach that state where one knows without the divine i don't exist existence is no meaning then that is humility what is next bhakti surrender bhakti is to take joy in the divine to give oneself to the divine calm equality sign peace quiet sincerity are necessary constituents so these are the things to be cultivated rather than you know speak about supramental transformation and land up with the inframental stage so he says all these are egoistic ideas if indulged can only aggrandize the ego I have met people saying mother gave me the command i said please keep all that side you know she gave the command you don't have to tell everybody you tell what is the work because you know that is another way mother of course one can receive a guidance whatever it is but you don't speak about it mother gave me the command that i should come to you and once somebody went to champak lal ji saying mother has sent me to you 
मदर केम टू मी एंड सेंट मी एंड आस्ट मी टू कम टू यू टू आस्क फॉर वर्क सो चंपक लाल जी लुक डप एंड सेट बट मदर हैज नॉट टोल्ड एनी थिंग टू मी गेव ए फ्लावर एंड सेट गो ही वॉज नॉट इम्प्रेस बाई दिस अरे एनीबडी कैन से मदर हैज आई एम नॉट सींग देर इज नो जेन्यन एक्सपीरियंस देर आर जेन्यन एक्सपीरियंसेज बट यू डोंट स्टार्ट यूजिंग दीज टू गेट समथिंग पर्सनल डन दैट शुड नॉट बी दी होल आइडिया so this is how these letters go very beautiful so who is ready for the yoga people often look at their defects say i am not ready if you see the defect nobody will be ready <laughs> so what is meant by readiness fitness also there is a whole passage by readiness i did not mean capacity it is not about capacity for meditation but willingness what is meant by readiness of the yoga if there is the will within to face all difficulties and go through he is not saying it's an easy path no yoga is easy any yoga even the yoga of moksha is not easy the yoga of bhakti when you ask those who have you know meera says at one point jo mein aiso janati preeti ki hai dukh hoye nagar dhinora peetti preetna ki je koi if i knew that love is going to be such a torture i would have drummed everywhere that never <laughs> love <laughs> it's not easy after all you know you are aspiring for the highest there may be slippages there may be fall there may be dangers difficulties not that this is the main thing in the yoga but yet readiness is about the will to face all difficulties and go through no matter how long it takes then the path can be taken so those who are wanting an easy cake walk McDonald's five years realization is not the yoga for that. Then there are people who who dabble. They try something. They leave, go somewhere. So Shivendra says, a spiritual opportunity is not a thing that should be lightly thrown away with the idea that it will be all right some other time. So you see, if you look at it this way. I mean, I would rather say people who have grown up here. It's a far greater responsibility. It's an opportunity to miss that opportunity. What does it mean? One cannot be so sure of the other time. Besides, these things leave a mark, and at the place of the mark, there can be a recurrence. One should be very clear when a possibility is given, opportunity is given. One should take it fully and go, whatever happens. But as always we'll see now you see if you put only this coat it sounds oh my god but you see the other coat and you say oh my god so the other coat is right next comes the spiritual destiny always stands it may be delayed or seem to be lost for a time but it is never abolished so this is so important with sure windows letters or his writings read the entire thing then we have the drift see if you read only the first one it looks lost gone but if you read the second one it says oh okay okay we are never abandoned it may be delayed it may be even lost for a while so this is how these letters go what about certain qualities first was capacity net qualities it is difficult to say that any particular quality makes one fit or the lack of it unfit one may have now mark the words one may have strong sex impulses doubts revolts and yet succeed in the end while another may fail 
we can't it's not mathematics so why because sometimes people who don't have many of these defects are very proud we are special look at this fellow he has this defect that defect and all that defect now is entering into them so he says if one has a fundamental sincerity fundamentally no i have thousand defects but i still want this so there are letters of people who, there was one particular person you sent telegram sir i have fallen again want your blessings and shubindu will write blessings sometimes ashish thousand letters or telegrams and shubindu is writing blessings as long as you want to go through most important is not to give up not to be frustrated to that point that no i am unfit this is where one should not a will to go through in spite of all things and a readiness to be guided that is the best security in the sadhana and the mother says that why do we Uh, think that our difficulties are impossible because we lack trust in the grace this these are her words fitness for yoga is a very relative term the real fitness comes by the soul's call and the power to open oneself to the divine it's not about qualities if you have that you have the fitness and your past actions cannot stand in the way the past cannot bind the future look how inspiring and powerful they are that fitness is you keep opening doesn't matter willingness to go through whatever it takes and then several letter he says turn away from these dark thoughts and another very beautiful one see a particular geographical space may sometime people say are i i could not join the ashram or i am not so does it mean that i am not um, taken by the yoga or mother and should they even they people have this idea mother and should been they have not accepted them joining the ashram is not it's a different reason why it is there but that's a different subject but here something else he is saying the house of the divine and this is after the ashram is formed and there were devotees who were outside and the house of the divine is not close to any who knocks sincerely at its gates how beautiful this is whatever their past stumbles and errors sir but he is not a virtuous man he is lot of you know errors so shubhendra is reminding us human virtues and human errors are bright and dark wrappings of a divine element within which once it pierces the veil can burn through both toward the heights of the spirit we see virtue and vices but the divine sees that little thing shining in the center of the heart but one thing he says humility before the divine is also a sine qua non of the spiritual life and spiritual pride what pride i have seen 50 years i have not gone from here pride for that i i mean it's amazing as i said i have lived here i have grown up here pride spiritual pride so he says spiritual pride arrogance or vanity and self assurance press always downward are i have been i am a special blue eyed boy who knows blue eyed boy will did turn dark eyed boy so that's why humility before the divine but confidence in the divine and a faith in one's spiritual destiny 
That is, what does this faith mean? Since my heart and soul seek for the divine, I cannot fail one day to reach him. Are much needed in view of the difficulties of the path. A contempt for others is out of place, especially since the divine is in all. And then comes this beautiful letter. This was written to Champaklalji, the one which we are going to read. It's about meaning of surrender. The divine gives itself to those who give themselves without reserve and in all their parts to the divine. For them the calm, the light, the power, the bliss, the freedom, the wideness, the heights of knowledge, the seas of ananda. So the secret lies in giving oneself to the divine. What does giving mean? With the thoughts to think of the divine is to give the thoughts to the divine. With the heart to feel and love the divine is to give oneself to the, the feelings to the divine. With the will seek to serve the divine. So one has given the will to the divine. With the body use it as an instrument of the divine. So this giving to the divine. Surrender is giving oneself to the divine. To give everything one is or has to the divine and regard nothing as one's own. So what does it mean that one is given? It means it's not mine, it is the divine's. And to use it rightly, divinely. To obey only the divine will and no other. To live for the divine and not for the ego. And then he says the divine can lead, he does not drive. There is an internal freedom Permitted to every mental being called man to ascend or not to ascend to the divine leading. And he says that the only way that spiritual evolution can go on. Somebody asked Sri Sir, why do you give so much freedom? Freedom even to hang at the end, long rope, to hang at the end of it. Sri said, you cannot create superman in any other way. It's not something imposed, it has to evolve. Through the choices we make. <clears throat> now this is a very powerful, beautiful letter. So people think divine cannot do everything. You have to do. But divine is there as the higher touch. And there are many paths where you have to do your meditation. He has given the guidance. Now you have to do it yourself. And Shurabindu says, all can be done by the divine. The heart and nature purified. The inner consciousness awakened. The veils removed. Just imagine all, including this purification. But there is a condition. Condition is, if one gives oneself to the divine with trust and confidence. What a condition. We thought condition means if you meditate every day, three hours, then all can be done by the divine. If you do so many japas in a day, then thing can be done by the divine. If you join the ashram and do 12 hours a day work, then it can be done by the divine. Nothing. Giving oneself to the divine is the secret. Then all can be done by the divine. The if is, if one gives oneself to the divine with trust and confidence. And even if one cannot do so fully at once, look at it. What a compassion. Somebody says, sir, this if is a little too much. So he says, even if you cannot do it fully at once, yet the more one does so, the more the inner help and guidance comes. Keep on increasing it. There is always something to give. And the contact and the experience of the divine grows within. 
if the questioning mind becomes less active and humility and the will to surrender grow in you this ought to be perfectly possible which means questioning doubt should not be there that is he really divine not divine hundred things second humility and the will to surrender these are the three things not even surrender using the word will to surrender and then he says it started with all can be done by the divine ends with this another mahavakya no other strength and tapasya are then needed but this alone so when people ask what is the method of this yoga what are you going to say you can hold a camp but you can't teach how to give oneself it's almost like teaching people how to love can't teach it this is something which happens if it happens it happens so what is the surrender meaning of surrender the core of the inner surrender is trust and confidence in the divine core is this one takes the attitude see how shubhadeep is giving with the examples one takes the attitude i want the divine and nothing else i do not know why you should think that you can be asked to give up that somebody has said i should give up even this so he says i want to give myself entirely to him and since my soul wants that it cannot be but that i shall meet him and realize him this is the core of inner surrender i shall believe in him accept his will aspire steadily for his light and presence and joy go through all difficulties and delays relying on him and never giving up most important is never to give up even if everything is dark even if it is the last moment antaha kale <laughs> never to give up but to turn to the mother give yourself even that antakale give it to her this is the path they have shown to man all for him and myself for him whatever happens i will keep to this aspiration and self giving and go on in perfect reliance that it will be done so this is the attitude that should be wants us to grow and then in this yoga another important practice is equality so what is equality equality in fact equality is in a certain sense already the sign that there is surrender is growing so he says equality means a quiet and unmoved mind and vital it means not to be touched or disturbed by things that happen or things said or done to you but to look at them with a straight look free from the distortions created by personal feeling and to try to understand what is behind them why they happen what is to be learned from them so basically regardless of situation circumstances physical emotional vital intellectual differences of opinion people you loved most cared most suddenly vanished from your life they they are the one who cheat you deceive you doesn't matter not to have will will or anything but just to take it accept it receive it with grace and dignity with trust and confidence in her and to keep moving towards the path even if somebody has insulted you as the mother said at one place it is the ego that feels insulted the soul is never insulted so these are the this is the practice and we will have enough opportunities for this <laughs> life will give plenty of opportunities to practice equality but then how will i act 
because we are told not not to use preferences and desire in action so if we are in a state of equality where nothing matters how are we going to act so shivananda says equality means another thing to have an equal view of men and their nature and acts and the forces that move them it helps one to see the truth about them by pushing away from the mind all personal feeling in one seeing and judgment and even all mental bias why because they distort things so i have shared this experience several times but a number of time but one of the first thing when i came here everything was so i was just craving to meet somebody who has seen sharbindo i said if i find the person i'll touch that person's feet pakad lunga kyunki उन्होंने शुरविंद को देखा है तो सो इट सो हैपन आई थिंक विद इन कपल ऑफ डेज आई वॉज इन इंटरनेशनल गेस्ट हाउस एंड समबडी केम रनिंग अरे आलो कलो हेयर इज समबडी यू वर आस्क यू समबडी हुज सीन शुरविंदो ये इज समबडी हुज सीन शुरविंदो सो आई सेट जस्ट वेंट देयर लाइक आई वॉज ऑल मौका मिल जाए so anyways uh, there was a lady who was uh, saying her own stuff and then uh, then she said uh, they introduced me to her and she wanted to go to her place where she was staying and she didn't want to go alone because she was not feeling too sure and uh, i said i'll take you very happily so i accompanied her but by the time i reached that place all this idea that somebody has changed rubindo i must fall at the person's feet vanished so we have to touch only mother and shirobindo's feet <laughs> so all these ideas these are biases you know we develop i even say people who say oh people are staying in the ashram how do we know that somebody who is staying far away is not much more sincere engaged in the yoga all these mental biases because the inner truth is known only to the divine and so we should be completely free of all these biases feeling oh this is mine this is my relative therefore you know i must give a preferential treatment oh this person speaks my language so you can easily all these biases plenty of them we are human nature is shot through and through with these inbuilt programmings this does not mean we don't have to see and understand but from a deeper side not on the basis of these habitual reactions and responses so she says you have to see whatever is wrong in the movement but you don't have to start judging and start you know acting on this inherent biases and then comes a very beautiful section with which we'll stop about the guru so shubhendra says very clearly that uh, in this yoga the relation of guru and disciple is only one of many relations which one can have with the divine and in this yoga which aims at a supramental realization it is not usual to give it this name so you know what are the relations with the creator we see in isha upanishad he is described as one who is the pure one as one who takes care fosterer nourisher nurturer they don't use the word father mother friend beloved leader partner everything so every kind of relation one can have with the divine 
But of course, to have the relation of the beloved with the Divine Mother, one has to be very, very, very inwardly pure. Like that's what we see in Satyavan. For everybody, it is Divine Mother. To Satyavan, the Divine Mother comes as a beloved. Because Satyavan is so complete in his giving. The moment he sees, he says, I give myself fully to you. That degree of, then she comes even as a beloved. Otherwise, Divine Mother, difference is just a little, little, very thin veil. And it's much easier to relate with the Divine as Mother. But yes, the relation of the Divine as lover and beloved is the highest. Shubhendu speaks about this in the synthesis. Anyways, all relations can be had. Rather, the Divine is regarded as the source, the living sun of light and knowledge and consciousness and spiritual realization and all that one receives is felt as coming from there through the Divine Hand. This is a greater and more intimate relation than that of the human guru and disciple. It's described in detail in the Yoga of Divine Love in the synthesis of Yoga. Then somebody asked Shurabindu that why is it that surrender to the Guru is regarded as the greatest of all surrenders? Guru Gobind Dokhade Kake Lagupao. Guru is there and Gobind, the divine. Whom should I touch first? Then he says, Balihari Guru Aapki, Jin Gobind Dio Batai. That the Guru first. Because it is because of him that I have realized the Gobind. So here Shurabindu puts it in his own way. Surrender to the Guru is regarded as the surrender of surrenders because through it you surrender not only to the impersonal but to the personal. Not only to the divine in yourself but to the divine outside you. You get a chance for the surpassing of ego not only by retreating into the self where ego does not exist but in the personal nature where it is the ruler. It is a sign, it is the sign of the will to complete surrender to the total divine. Samagram ma manushim tanum ashritam. So that's why surrender to the Guru is regarded as the highest of surrenders. Surrender of all surrenders and Sri endorses it. That by, and also the body participates in that surrender. That also the mother says. Otherwise in, inside I am surrendering. But body must participate. The ego must participate. It must obey. Then there is another modern liberal thought. Array, all gurus are same. It is okay. Today I will sit here. Tomorrow in Tiruvannamalai. Third day I will dabble with, you know, uh, Brahmakumari's Fourth day I will go to Sri Ramakrishna. It's okay when one is a, just an intellectual seeker. But when you have taken to a path, then fidelity to the path is important. Now, it's not that we have to convert anybody. That's not required. Here, Sri says, all true gurus are the same. The one guru, because all are the one divine. Now, imagine if this line somebody posts, our very famous WhatsApp quotes. All true gurus are the same. The one guru, because all are the one divine. Wonderful, no? If you read it, what is the meaning we'll draw? Now comes the next sentence. That is a fundamental and universal truth. That also looks very nice. But there is also a truth of difference. The divine dwells in different personalities with different minds, teachings, influences, so that he may lead different disciples with their special need, character, destiny by different ways to the realization. That's what we see in Sanatana Dharma. 
further he qualifies it because all gurus are the same divine it does not follow that the disciple does well if he leaves the one meant for him to follow another he makes it even more clear fidelity to the guru is demanded of every disciple according to the indian tradition all are the same is a spiritual truth but you cannot convert it indiscriminately into action you cannot deal with all persons in the same way because they are the one brahman if one did the result pragmatically would be an awful mess it is a rigid mental logic that makes the difficulty but in spiritual matters mental logic easily blunders intuition faith a plastic spiritual reason are here the only guides he makes it one step further because people may say but you know he is a very realized person doesn't matter we live a darshan sant mahatma ka darshan karne se kya problem hai so he says to respect the spiritual attainment of x another spiritual teacher is all right but it is a rule of this yoga not to mix influence and what he has described is very much like undergoing an influence you know you go and live somebody is holding a shiver of a different line path and you live in a shiver you have paid some money and you no no i am just learning some technique this all hogwash minds we have just deceiving oneself it means somewhere you don't have enough trust that your guru can give you everything that is needed and for something you have to go somewhere else so he makes it very 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 clear otherwise there may be harm done by two different methods getting mixed together is see how it is mounting from that phrase all gurus come from the same source he is going to this point extend where he says harm can be done example the vital being awakened to a bhakti ananda influence on that plane before it is purified and ready so people may say bhakti so how does it matter so i'll do krishna bhakti in that traditional way do bhajan kirtan after all krishna equal to shivarbindo shivarbindo equal to krishna bhakti is good so this is also bhakti so he is saying no that is not the way then of course he says work there is no opposition between work and sadhana work itself done in the right spirit is sadhana meditation is not the only means of sadhana work is one means love and worship and surrender are another and finally he speaks about mantra and japa two passages with which we'll stop as a rule the only mantra used in this sadhana is that of the mother or of my name and the mother he gives in great detail what are the different ways mantra pranam mantra lines from gita veda upanishad he says if you want to do it do it but in this yoga the only mantra is shivarbindo name anand mata mira mira ambika hai ya ma 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 the concentration in the heart and the concentration in the head can both be used the first opens to the psychic being and brings bhakti love and union with the mother so this is about concentrating on the name shurbindo or the mother om namo bhagavate shurbindo or simply mother shurbindo is my refuge just ma 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 but he says very clearly that the effectiveness 
and this can be used for many things for protection for bhakti for adoration for the opening and naam jap has a great power in it but he qualifies it naam ucharan has power but only if it comes from the heart and the soul mere repetition with the mind is not enough so it is not about you know just going on mechanically and thinking that you are divine knows very well whom you are calling and whom you are fooling so it is with the heart when the japa is done then it rises the bhava and of course if you do mechanically after maybe 1000 years something happens that's a different thing in satyug you can do it because well you you have 1000 years to live <laughs> but in kaliyug it's so important why and why not with the heart so mother also said exclusive naam jap has a tendency to take you towards asceticism because then you miss out on attitude then you think this is enough this is the biggest issue so you don't see become conscious you put a blind curtain over many things like egoism like wrong attitudes all this is put under wraps so naam jap has a great power but it should be done with the heart and the soul mere repetition with the mind is not enough namaste